Welcome to Cornwall Insights podcast. My name is Vicky Merrison and I'm the marketing manager at Cornwall Insights. Today I'm joined by a number of my colleagues for a special podcast to celebrate International Women's Day 2021. With me is Emma Bill, Naomi Potter, Ruth Young and Catherine Edwards. We wanted to share with you how we started out in the industry and how we've progressed to where we are today or where we hope to be in the future. We'll also talk about the importance of having women represented in the industry and in leadership roles. So Emma, do you want to kick me off and tell me a little bit about what you do at Cornwall Insight? Thanks, Vicky. So um, I'm Emma and I work in the regulation team at Cornwall Insight. I specialise in energy supplier compliance and faster switching. Also support the supplier forums, which are monthly, bringing together suppliers within the industry. And I've recently um, been getting to know the Irish regs and policy side of things, which has been quite interesting as well. So I joined Cornwall Insight in October 2017. And in between then and now, I did take out a nine-month period um, to have my second baby. So I came back because, yeah, it's it's fascinating industry. Uh, there's lots to learn. And yeah, I definitely enjoy that. My background is environmental science and, and geography. I know a few others um, at Cornwall also have a similar background. But before, I guess, I, I sort of discovered energy, uh, I was focused on transport, so sustainable and active transport, and worked in a number of research roles uh, in different universities and also at a national charity. So I guess, yeah, from sort of academia to charity and now being at Cornwall, I really enjoy the the current environment I'm in. Yeah, and you've got a really wide breadth of experience there as well, um, going from all those different roles in your career. Um, so Ruth, tell me a little bit about um, what you do at Cornwall. Sure, yeah. So I'm in the consultancy team in the Dublin office. So generally, um, we're more, more focused on the Irish market, but we do tend to overlap a little bit and work together with um, the GB team quite often. And generally, I guess, we're, you know, we're in the kind of advisory work. So any kind of any of the consultancy projects that, that come our way just around could be market entry and um, could be kind of revenue optimization you know there's a huge kind of breadth of projects that we tend to be involved in but my specialism tends to be around the the wholesale electricity market so that's the the actual markets themselves but also a lot around the kind of policy and governance in place um for those so in terms of my background really i i start so i studied physics um and then started out my career in energy in in gb um i joined a graduate scheme in the uk and uh stayed with that company for about seven years before coming back to Ireland so I've tended to always kind of be being in that wholesale um, electricity market um, area whether it be in the UK um, or Ireland. Thanks Ruth. Um, Emma and Ruth how important do you think it is to have those positive female role models in the industry? Sure yeah so I think you know just speaking from my own kind of personal experience I definitely feel like you know partially um my kind of journey into the energy industry was maybe a little bit of a a fluke into it and I wasn't entirely sure until I was in my 20s that even you know what what the opportunities were available to myself um in the energy industry so I think if you know there was maybe a bit more visibility there of kind of female role models um especially in sort of um leadership roles that tend to be maybe um more sort of visible uh in the public I think it 
maybe would have made my career trajectory a little bit simpler from, say, a university stage upwards. I completely agree, actually, with Ruth um, about visibility. And you mentioned, Ruth, the public as well. Um, I think that is also important. And I guess I also joined Energy sort of, it wasn't my intended plan. You know, when I came out of uni, as I said, I was sort of focused on on sort of transport and and there are parallels there as well. Um, but I, th- I think the, re- the importance really of female leadership in energy is basically so, you know, you can come in and you can, you can see what is possible. You can see where your career could go um, rather than just sort of saying, do you know what, I'm happy here. I'm not going to go for that role because a little bit out of my reach or, or whatever things we might say to ourselves. Often, and I speak for myself now, you know, often I've sort of lacked the confidence uh, to, to put myself forward for more senior roles. And there are at Cornwall, uh, you know, we're here today and my manager as well. There are a number of female role models um, who I look up to. And um, yeah, so I think visibility just being there and also having someone who has been through it so they can give you guidance on, on what to do, speed up the process a little bit as well. Totally agree. I think like, you know, the visibility, it, ju- it just kind of hits every stage, isn't it? It draws you into the energy industry. If there's female role models there, once you're in the industry, then it helps you with your kind of career progression, seeing someone who's um, kind of progressed up through the the career ladder. But it also, I guess, kind of helps in terms of um, feeling like you're represented in the senior leadership roles in a company as well is good. So even just from like company policies things like that you, you know you I guess you you feel like you're represented from that perspective as well yeah I think that's a really really good point and, and your point as well Emma about the confidence um you know it's about it's about building up your confidence and if you see women in those board level roles um you can see that they've got there and and you know you can speak to them and um find out how they got there and how they did it so I think that's really important really important point on confidence Naomi what do you have any thoughts on that yeah, I mean, I joined Cornwall Insight about six months ago. And something that I was like really impressed with from the get-go was how there was diversity of women, um, of genders in, throughout the, the teams and also um, throughout the whole company. Or not only does it represent a more diverse and thoughtful body of um, people in the workplace, but also it does help with sort of having people to look up to and to think well that's their career path and also in terms of taking maternity leave being being able to understand how that how that can fit in within your career and how you can still reach top roles yeah absolutely you know you you can you can be a mother and have a have a great career at the same time I think that's a really important point um Naomi tell us a little bit about what you do at Cornwall and how you started your career yeah, so I'm Naomi and I uh, joined Cornwall Insight, as I said, about six months ago. I currently work as a retail analyst and my role mainly focuses on looking at market competition. I produce the domestic market share survey and the quarterly DSIS, as well as the, the monthly media sweeps, which are sent out to some of our clients. So I graduated in 2019. Um, about a year and a half ago from LSE where I'd studied social sciences so slightly different to Ruth and Emma but my real interests within my degree were in natural resources and climate change and just in general that that drew me towards the energy industry which is obviously changing a lot um, 
um, in reaction to climate change and obviously also is very much rooted in how we use our natural resources. At first, I pursued some work in journalism, but I found that this that sort of work didn't make use of my my quant skills. Um, and so I transitioned over to working in more project work within Cornwall Insight. And so far, it's been going really great. That's great. That's really good to hear. Um, so you're obviously quite new to the industry um, and, um, you know, having graduated about 18 months ago. When you were at university, did you see many female role models? Was was there many out there that you could look up to? Definitely, yeah. Well, at university, there was. My university is definitely big on uh, diversity and it tended not to matter on the subject. I mean, there was definitely more people in history courses that were female um, than, um, and then in economics, there was more males, but in general, it was quite mixed. And and in terms of the teaching staff, it was definitely very mixed. That's something that I'm very, very grateful for because it made sure that I understood what opportunities were open to me and also made sure I'd never felt like an outsider in a particular subject, which I had felt a bit at my school when I was a little bit younger um, in terms of in science classes, just feeling a little bit like, oh, yeah, um, I don't really uh, necessarily match to all the other boys in here. That's really good to hear. Yeah, it really sounds like um, you have those those positive female role models um, as you yeah, as you progressed in into your education. And I guess it goes back to that confidence point again, um, that you saw those role models and it gave you the confidence to you know, to, to progress in the career that you wanted. Catherine, it'd be great to hear hear your thoughts. If you um, just tell us a little bit about what you do at Cornwall and, um, and, and yeah, talk to us about what, um, what you do there. Hi, Vicky. Thank you. Yes, hi, my name is Catherine. Um, I've been working at Cornwall Insight now for about the past almost year and a half. Um, I started September 2019. I am a research analyst there, so I focus on supporting with any um, consultancy projects we have going on. I also help support uh, the subscription side of our services as well. So I'm kind of um, between between those two primarily focusing at the moment a little bit more on supporting on projects. Similar to Naomi, however, I actually have my background in education is um, pretty much uh, very social studies oriented. So I studied politics and philosophy and leadership in undergrad, and then went on to get my master's in international politics in Ireland, which brought me to work uh, with Ruth in the Dublin office at Cornwall Insight. I think I also happened to stumble into the energy industry. It was kind of a combination of uh, being a broke grad student frantically looking for a job and also you know I've always my education background is not in an energy however I do find energy tends to be very political and I also have always had a passion for climate change um, and sustainability in agriculture particularly and uh, transport as well so I found when I found Cornwall Insight at least I found that um they kind of suited all those all those interests up front. And um, I think kind of going back to an earlier theme regarding confidence, I know I was very nervous at first when I applied for the position at Cornwall Insight because I was like, oh my gosh, you know, is this just gonna waste my time? I have no, this is an energy consulting company. I have no background in energy. But because I was kind of passionate about the field, I really thought, you know, hey, okay, What's, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're just going to say no, right? 
So I think confidence is key. And I think that is something that tends to, I don't want to generalize, but I think sometimes women tend to struggle with it perhaps more than men. Um, and I think just taking that initial step of saying like, hey, you know, I don't necessarily tick all the boxes here, but I'm going to apply for the job anyway. I think I was chatting to um, some friends earlier about this, but I think that when presented with like, for example, a job application, women tend to see, oh, hey, you know, I don't necessarily check all the boxes, so I'm not going to apply to it. Whereas men look at it and see, oh, you know, I have like a couple of these, I'm going to go ahead and and just go for it, apply for it. I think sometimes that can definitely hold us back. And I think confidence and just going for it and going for it is key. And I, I really do think that that's something that we can work on promoting a bit more just amongst, I think, women in general and supporting it and saying, like, you don't need necessarily a background in energy to work in it. You just need a passion. And I think you know, everyone is smart and capable and half the battle is pretty much just showing up and doing it. But in terms of kind of going out and having that attitude and being aggressive and just going for it, I think that's really, really key. I just have a question, Captain, just on, on um, one of the things you, you mentioned, and I, I think it's so true about, again, coming back to that, that point on confidence and maybe when you're applying for a job, like do, do you or does anyone um, here think that if the hiring manager was a woman it would make any difference to that confidence when applying to the job I think that um I'm trying to think back to my experience now when I applied actually the Dublin office was still a very small office which I think kind of helped make it feel both a little bit more uh welcoming and open but also a little bit intimidating going in and when I went through the hiring process I was talking with um my manager who was male. And obviously one thing in general that's been nice for me is I find um, the culture to be very welcoming. But I will say like, I didn't even, I didn't even know the demographics of the team when I applied. And it was a bit intimidating, not because my hiring manager was male, but just because it was a smaller environment. Um, The two people I did interview with were male and it was before I met the rest of the team. Um, And it was just, you know, wanted to be, I think, just an extra boost of confidence to make me, especially I kind of felt like I had a bit of a imposter syndrome going on with being like, oh my gosh, I gotta, you know, make sure they don't, obviously they knew I didn't have a background in energy because they read my, my application, but really just that extra confidence was key to be like, I really have to impress these guys to show them that, you know, I can, I can be an asset here and uh, play on the team, so to speak. Yeah, I also um, obviously recently um, interviewed at Cornwall and I remember logging on for my interview and on the screen it was um, a, a male and a female name and just, yeah, there was definitely a sense in me of feeling a little bit more confident and I guess just being aware that the at least one of the interviewers would just have a, a that level of empathy um, that maybe a woman would have when interviewing a, another woman and just understanding maybe if I was to come across as a bit shy or something just because I obviously have this this feeling of maybe um, um, feeling a little less confident and a little less forthright and just knowing that maybe I would be understood a bit better by um, the two interviewers. Um, I was then handed on to um, Anna, who is now my current manager. And yeah, um, having my my chat with her again was just re- really nice. And I, I felt very confident. Um, and I've always been very grateful to have her as a team leader because she, she really does have that uh, level of empathy and understanding, um, which I think... Um, 
perhaps um, comes through um, sort of sharing gender and um, having that like understanding of um, each other. Yeah, no, I'd definitely come in there on on that point. Thinking it back on my experiences at Cornwall, um, having gone away, I you know I, I had a baby, so I was away for nine months, um, and throughout that period, stayed in touch with my team, and and when I came back, it was it was very welcoming, and I think that is the importance of, of sort of diversity, whether it's in an interview or within a team. Um, it's having people around you that understand your situation and. I'm thinking of COVID-19 now um, of uh, and sort of what we've been through in the last year or so and how, you know, I felt supported by my team, particularly and other team members, um, you know, senior um, women in the company who've, you know, ensured that I've been able to deliver what I'm given, particularly obviously having kids at home and, and some of the deliverables we have, you know, external facing courses and things like that. You now I took the decision to step back from some of those. And, and I think it's also an acknowledgement that, do you know what, this this is a unique situation and um, people understand that it's hard um, and having people around you um, that understand that is, has been really useful to me um, and I definitely feel supported from senior women at Cornwall. Yeah, I think, Emma, from what you have said and Catherine, you brought it up as well, is about culture. Whilst I think we all identify that um, as women, we feel that other women will show us more empathy and give us more confidence. It's actually um, about the culture of a company as well. And um, and I think I think that's really important in, in how we all, yeah, in how we all act with each other. And I think at Cornwall, you know, we do try really hard to bring that culture and everyone is incredibly passionate about what they do. I think that's the one thing that I could say about everybody is their passion for what they do and for the people they work with is, is fantastic. And I think that really, that really says a lot and breeds that culture that encourages diversity. Yeah, no, definitely. Everyone is super passionate and um, get, gets the job done and works together to do that. Um, I was just going to mention a point around sort of what I've benefited from Cornwall. I mean, this was before COVID, um, you know, the policies of flexibility. You know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to work flexibly, work from home. Um, and again, this was sort of pre-COVID. So I think policies like that will definitely benefit women. Um, you know, if, you know, women are sort of time constrained in the mornings and things like that, it definitely does help to have those flexible policies to be able to work from home. Um, and that is really important. Um, obviously, online working as well. Um, you can't always do the long traveling. Um, so yeah, I, th I think from a practical sort of point of view, um, those things are very important for any company to have. Yeah, I think that's really true, Emma. Um, and I guess something else we could consider is um, how we ensure diversity and energy, not only for ourselves and for our fellow teammates, but also um, because of the idea that net zero and what we're working towards is very much uh, all in sort of um, action um, that requires uh, a great group effort across the entire uh, generation. Um, does anyone have any thoughts on that? I'm being distracted by noises. Uh, sorry. Uh, kids are just running upstairs. Um, I don't know if anyone wants to go, feel free. Well, I think kind of, I guess, to build on that in terms of the overall ob objective of, uh, of achieving climate goals and, and carbon neutrality targets, um, it is a group effort. And I think that effort is combined both of, you know, companies like ourselves trying to advise 
policy groups or consumer councils or anything like that. And then in addition, those actual groups as well. I think diversity across the spectrum there is important because not only will it lead into um, a diverse set of, of ideas and, and different ways of thinking, I think it can also help draw on different experiences, learned experiences, uh, looking across the board, sharing with each other what works, what doesn't work, why, why not, why might it work in this context, but not in another. Um, I think that's all important and that really can only be, that can only happen or even be facilitated with a diverse group of ideas, which I think inherently come from a diverse group of people who have different backgrounds, who have different lived experiences, and who have maybe even different beliefs. I think that is, is uh, to your point, I think very important to achieving these goals. And, and again, the only way I think that's going to happen is by promoting diversity in the workplace, both gender, race, sexuality. I think it's, it's definitely something that is needed. Because I think traditionally uh, across, you know, all jobs, pretty much, and I think at least for sure, um, the Western Europe and uh, the Western area is, I think, is all tend to be very male, tend to be very white, tend to be like kind of older. And I think what we're working to change now is kind of breaking norms, breaking standards is going to be necessary in order to achieve any sort of progress. Um, going forward or any goals that we've set is going to be necessary to kind of break that entrenched status quo. Yeah, absolutely, Catherine. Absolutely. I have one final question. So how do we encourage girls who are looking to get into the sciences? How do we encourage that diversity? And um, what would we say to them, you know, those girls thinking of, um, of taking that career path? Such a tricky one to answer, really. Like, you know, I think pretty much everyone here has said that they've kind of fallen into the energy industry somewhat, um, which, to, you know, we, we've all kind of come from different um, different places, have different backgrounds, and yet it was just a kind of a, a fluke that we ended up in it. So I think there's definitely more about the visibility um, from my own personal perspective. You know, I I totally agree with um, what Catherine was saying earlier that, you know, you don't need to kind of come from the sciences. But I found for me, I was encouraged in school to take up um, kind of maths and physics, which I had no intention of doing. And then when I went into university, I actually... Um, kind of studied arts as well for a while and then changed into into physics so you know I, I tried almost tried my hardest to not go down this route and yet I still fell into it and I and I and I love it now I just didn't know that it was an option for me I don't know for anyone else but I found when I was in school um, I only knew about jobs that you could explain with one word so like doctor lawyer science meant scientist I didn't know that there was this yeah. whole world of energy industry available to me yeah I would really agree with that I would also echo I think part of the the answer that will come from the question you know how do we encourage women in STEM really I think to answer that question you have to look into well what is it about the way it's set up right now that isn't as encouraging or doesn't make it as accessible, you know, if women don't even know about it. And I think kind of talking about, about those questions 
And um, I, you know, I think it can definitely bring up some maybe uncomfortable discourse about the way things are currently set up. But I think those are definitely necessary in order to answer, well, how do we then change it so that it does become more accessible? It does become more friendly. It does even change, I don't know, gender norms about, you know, what is traditionally a male or female role. Um, I think that that would be very important as well. Yeah, I think I would I would add um, that, you know, one of the things I think we could do as a society really is energy is obviously something we experience every day um, and sort of just bringing that to young people, bringing it to their attention, how energy is produced, how it's how it's used, um, how it's important, uh, that kind of thing. Um, I mean, I think young people are a lot more mobilised in terms of, you know, climate action and, and that kind of thing now. But talking to young people about how energy impacts your day to day, I think is really important, um, be that male, female. And yeah, I, th- I think it all comes down to, uh, as we've discussed, visibility. And I think I think from one of the things I've um, definitely benefited from um, in my career is sort of uh, sort of social media and, you know, following, uh, you know, key individuals, um, you know, female influencers in the energy industry on on Twitter, LinkedIn, what, whatever it is, um, and looking at them and looking at how how they interact and um and basically role modeling you know their, their, their behaviors and i think i think it's really important you know, if we can't see um women in the workplace or on the television i think social media is definitely a good place to start and it's full of um inspiring women in in the energy industry yeah i agree with that and i'd like to kind of echo back to some of the earlier things we were talking about in terms of women in leadership positions and, you know, how to get there and and some things to do to kind of promote that change and and progress kind of uh, the, the gender parity among, among top positions is I think it's really important to, from a young age, teach kids that, especially I think women that say what you mean, say what's on your mind. Like, I don't think, I think oftentimes women tend to, even I've noticed it, like when I write an email or something, you know, I'll say, sorry about blah, 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 but could you do this? Or like, I, you know, if you have the time, blah, 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 could you get back to me? Or please, or like, hey, exclamation mark. I think it's important to really mimic what we're seeing amongst, you know, male colleagues or or men in leadership position and, uh, Um, just kind of, you know, don't be afraid to be quote unquote rude. I think, um, and I don't even mean rude because I don't think it is rude. I think that we've been socialized, we've been preconditioned to think that, oh, when, you know, a woman says something straight to the point, she's, she's curt or she's very short or she, you know, she's difficult to work with. And I think, you know, we have these implicit biases that when a man does it, oh, he knows what he's doing. He knows the direction he wants to take. He's being a good leader. He's delegating, blah, 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 blah. And I think that it's really important, especially from from a young age, to teach that, especially to, I guess, both men too, that, you know, like, to, I guess, you know, our boys, like, no, she's just, you know, doing the same thing you're doing, basically. I think um, in, in one of my courses in college actually I was taking a leadership class and we were doing a lot of work on implicit biases and it was so interesting to see how oftentimes like 
the same descriptors for both men and women in leadership positions tended to result in men being thought of as as good leaders as you know they're doing their job it's a business and women almost being thought of as like oh she's kind of a bitch she's really short she like all that type of stuff and i think it's so important to progress this change to change that narrative and to kind of really um you know i don't want to i don't want to like derail this conversation too much but there's this <laughs> there's this trend on tiktok currently that's like uh showing a bunch of of women who are like you know i'm gonna change my email style to mimic my that of my male coworkers, and then after they send their email they're like shaking and i think like you know obviously it's a joke but there are truths to that and i i think that it's important to change that and change that fear and just say hey look no i'm not being emotional or sensitive i'm doing my job just like you are so i think just kind of changing those implicit biases will also um lead to a big step in progress forward i totally agree on the implicit biasness but i feel like i have a slightly different take on it i think that when you're in a male dominated industry or just i guess society as a whole it tends to like masculine qualities I guess tend to be seen as how you succeed and I wouldn't consider emulating it as as the way to to kind of break through I I would see more if you know if you if if women start to progress and, and get to like kind of leadership roles then it should start to show that femininity is not something that's inferior to masculinity or ma masculine tendencies um and therefore, you know, and I guess agreeing with one of your points, Catherine, like, you know, if you tend to phrase an email in a what could be considered by society a kind of more feminine way, that's not a weakness um, that neither of those traits are better or worse than each other. Um, and I think that probably goes back to some of the stuff that we were talking about earlier around, you know, you can only really... Kind of frame things around what you know so again if it's a male dominated industry you may only know how to attract kind of young men into the industry because you don't know what would appeal or what would become visible to to get kind of younger women into into the industry but if you have um a kind of a strong representation of, of women throughout the the whole chain within that industry then they kind of understand how to then start reaching out and becoming uh, visible and encouraging women in and it should I guess hopefully help around some of those confidence issues then because women aren't seeing their own qualities as being inferior to anybody else that's actually such a good point I really agree with that you're right in saying that we shouldn't we shouldn't label as one being you know superior or inferior based off of how we gauge success Thank you, everyone. Does anyone else have anything that they would like to add? I guess just one a totally kind of out of the blue thing that came uh, just popped into my head. But I think another thing about um, having, you know, a, a good kind of representation of women in Cornwall Insight is that it's just a better reflection of our customers as well. You need a diverse culture within our company to reflect diverse culture in the, in the rest of the industry, really. Yeah, that's a really good point, Ruth. Um, you know, like you said, Cornwall Insight does have a really diverse culture. And if other companies do the same, then it becomes the norm. 
it becomes what everyone where everyone knows and then those those role models those those women in leadership roles are there and it's yeah it's just it's regular I think it sounds like there's a lot more that needs to be done perhaps on on an awareness piece for women who want to get into the sciences and particularly uh, into the energy industry I think all of you have alluded to that it, it wasn't quite there for you in in school um, but when you got to university it was it was a lot more prevalent and you you know you really understood then that those opportunities were out there so perhaps yeah that there is more of an awareness piece um you know at, at that younger age and Emma and, and Catherine you, you alluded it to, to it as well um social media you know it's such a huge part of our lives now and um that's that's a great way to that's a great way to get that message out there I was thinking about a tool um, which could be particularly useful for getting young women into the energy industry, which is setting up diversity internships where you, you particularly permit um, certain groups, certain demographics to apply and for those internships to be paid. Because I think one real barrier can be um, just getting that first job. And once, and kind of like Ruth was saying, um, in terms of getting her job and then that leading into her future career in the energy industry. Um, and yeah, it's the same sort of um, principle. And I guess by setting up these dedicated internships, you sort of you're distributing these keys to to certain demographics that that need to be better represented. I think that's a really good point, Naomi. I think it is very difficult to get into your chosen career, whatever career path you're in as well. I started my career in marketing a long time ago now, um, but it took me quite a time to get my first job in marketing. So I think that's a really good point. Setting up those paid internships would create those opportunities. Thank you all for joining me today for our special International Women's Day podcast. It's been really interesting hearing all your thoughts and experiences, and it's great to be able to shine a light on women in STEM and what more needs to be done. Thank you.